Good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is David Lawrence. I'm a portrait photographer and storyteller from Orlando, Florida. Welcome to a podcast series I'll be doing each and every week called Spoken Narrative. Each week, I will sit down with a fellow creative artist or business owner to have a conversation about their stories, careers, and overall journey up into the point of where they are today. I approach these conversations from the idea that we are all going through something and that through hearing the stories of others, it can help us feel less alone. This week, I sit down with business owner and professional organizer, Alex Estrada. Alex is an incredibly kind and passionate human who really enjoys the work she's pursuing, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. We discuss what it's like to be a professional organizer, along with having a career as an occupational therapist, and how these two occupations have actually worked together hand-in-hand to make a better career on both sides of what she's doing. And before we dive in, just a quick little housekeeping note. I've got a headshot day coming up at my studio on March 26th and 27th. That's the end of this month. If you've got a photo that's old or just need something for that project you've been wanting to start, it's a good time to get a fresh portrait that truly shows off the beautiful person you really are. You can find links to that in the show notes and on my website at www.iamdavidlawrence.com slash headshot day. Uh, Also, don't forget that uh, on my website as well, I have portraits from today's episode, and that can be found in the show notes too. Um, It's a good way to not just listen to the person, but also to see who they are as well, get a feel for their personality and a little bit more for what they're about. Uh, As always, please send me an email at contact at IamDavidLawrence or message or follow me on Instagram at I am David Lawrence. I love to hear what you think of the show. Tell me your thoughts, both good and bad, how you think I could make it better, and what you enjoyed about it. Anyways, enjoy this conversation with Alex, and I'll talk to you all next week. This is the Spoken Narrative Podcast. We're, we're just going to start out. I'm going to just have you tell everybody who you are and what you do day to day. Whoa. Well, that's actually kind of like a... A little bit of a strange question for me sometimes to answer because I do a lot of things and I'm still trying to like determine what I want to identify as like what I do do. Sweet. But Maybe we can figure it out yeah, exactly, during this time. Right? Maybe it can point, we can point Definitely some direction should. at it because I've struggled with that as well, yeah, figuring out what I, I do. Right. It took me like several years to be like, oh, I'm a portrait photographer. And even that feels questionable, but it's good to have something that I can clearly explain to people. Right, exactly. Um, so yeah, just tell me a little bit about like some of the things you've been working on lately, even if you don't 100% know right. where you're at. So um, what I do is a professional home organizer. I'm a business owner, which I am so excited to like say. I know that. I know that that I am. And I started a professional home organizing and interior designing or styling business. Um, but I also am an occupational therapist, and it's so um, interesting because I feel like as well as I'm a business owner and I'm all those things, I'm also this other thing that I've um, been doing for the past seven years that I enjoy and I like, but maybe I don't love it as much as like what I'm doing now, right? Because what I'm doing now is like what I've really been wanting to do, but I am also that other thing. So. Yeah, and I think, well, first, can you tell me what 
occupational therapy looks like? Yeah. What are you doing day to day? What does that entail? So um, I'm currently specializing in pediatrics. I've been working with children and it's uh, children's with disabilities. And my job is to uh, help them uh, create schedules, help them and their parents create schedules, routines, um, teach them skills, um, techniques to become more independent in life. So that's either uh, by setting up Uh, giving them equipment so that they're able to brush their teeth, comb their hair, change their clothes, do homework. From that all the way to like play, to Mm. even like imagination, behavior, um, properly using toys, Mm. um, and that kind of stuff. So, But I, what I did prior to that was geriatrics, so with the elderly, um, I really, really, really enjoy that too. And for them, it's mostly usually after they've had they gone to the hospital or have had any type of surgery, mm-hmm. and they end up with some complications, or even people who were born with deficits and then later on had a complication. Then I come in and I mm-hmm. teach some techniques yeah. to become independent again. How did you initially get into those industries? Yeah, so I wanted to go to art school when I graduated high school. Super young, um, straight from Puerto Rico, really having a hard time understanding um, like how the school system worked. I just was super lost, and my parents were not about me going to art school at all. And where were you living at this point? You moved here from Puerto Rico? Yeah, to Claremont, Florida. Um, okay, and yeah. you still live in Claremont? Yeah, well, moved back, but yeah, okay. that's where I'm at at the moment. Gotcha. Um, and I... What I ended up doing, I went to an advanced like program school, which was Kaiser University, and they, I in my mind, I was just going to become a nurse so I can get my parents off my back, and then I can like pursue the thing that I really want to pursue, hmm. and it's, I needed like a stepping stone to the program, so they introduced me to occupational therapy. They were like, "Well, you're a creative. Um, it's very flexible. Therapists hmm. are usually kind of loopy and like free spirited, and they're like the most. They're actually like known to be." like the most <laughs> like less uptight hmm. uh type of or clinician in the medical history <laughs> bless you in the medical <laughs> industry so i am um, it i mean it it worked out i just like i tried to go to music school that didn't quite work out hmm. and yeah and that's kind of how i ended up doing that thing. okay so i guess to transition into so you still do you still do your current job working with children as a full-time thing no okay like yeah part-time okay gotcha um so you have space to do other things and you said you're getting into uh professional organizing yeah um can you tell me what that looks like i guess give me some uh, give me like a vision of what y- or your vision of what you have for that and then uh, some practical applications of right. that business. For sure. So it, it initially like kind of started because I literally Google searched how to become a professional organizer, which is not what you asked. But I was thinking that um, it once I made that Google search, I found so much information about professional organizing it, so it can literally essentially be whatever I want. I can be a creative director. I can literally come in and make your garage uh, clutter-free so you can fit your car. I can help your business go paperless. It's just such... I mean, I could run a podcast. I can help people be more proactive with their schedules, which is not what I specialize in, for the record. Um, so... 
I was like, this is really great. I have some organizing skills because mm. I help children get on schedules and their parents so that they can become more functional. Yeah. Um, and then I was, I started thinking and I'm like, ah, I don't know how much of that I really want to like in court, like bring carry over and mm. like bring in. But I know that I have a passion for interiors and homes and buildings and room functionality and room aesthetic hmm. so i want to concentrate more on that so um what i do is actually create systems in the homes from in any like single nook and cranny where uh, we can find functionality for it and optimize it so hmm. that the room can or the space can maintain organized hmm. um and you can be more productive as because really, mess kind of takes away from your productivity and yeah. like your functionality and all that. So. Yeah, and that's something I was wondering. Like, what you mentioned, how like it can take away from your productivity if your if your space is messy. But what like has given you a passion to want to do this? Like, how did mm-hmm. you decide that that's something that you wanted to pursue as a career out of all the things in the world that you could pick? Right. Um, so I two reasons um first of all i spent a lot of time growing up helping families and helping friends mostly families um declutter and organize and it genuinely felt like therapeutic i was a very anxious child i was like a very aggressive child and um kind of like in everything hyperactive maybe my I don't know my bless my mom she like says that I wasn't and then sometimes I see some kids acting out and they're like oh you were just like that honey and I'm like oh my gosh but I I specifically remember uh which is also very much part of my story being a very aggressive and um hyperactive kid and finding organizing and eyelining things and discovering fun things and creating new systems to be relaxing and therapeutic and fun and like it really narrowed down my energy and it like helped me and um specifically I have um my aunt who we would kind of like do it for fun like we would dedicate the summers I would spend a lot of summers with them actually they technically kind of raised me so I used to spend a lot of time with them overall and and some of that time was kind of like going through books and um this is in Puerto Rico, by the way. So, you know, there's also like the culture where for for most Latino culture, like the more you have, then the the more you or the more successful you are sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so so there was just a lot of uh, things that had piled up and, and things that they have hold on to. And I just like mm-hmm. it was kind of just easy for me to see a black and white and like walk people through that. And they yeah. were trusting me as like mm-hmm. a 10 year old <laughs> till like till now to make those decisions for them. So I, or or to walk with them through that decision-making mm. pro- process. So I was just like, I, I'm just good at it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And the other reason was that it would put me in the stepping stone to interior styling, interior decorating, which is what mm. I hope to either get back into school or studying mm. and um, lean more that direction. But for now, I'm really happy with doing this part as the main part. Cool. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me about some of the the projects that you've done thus far and what those have entailed? I know that uh, we did some photos a couple weeks ago, which 
I plan to release with this, but you were telling me how you were helping to, was it decorate some office spaces? Yeah. So it's been really cool because my bench, my business just launched maybe about a month and a couple of weeks ago. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. So <laughs> exciting. I like made such a big deal about it. And I love that I did that because I'm like that. <laughs> and, um, and that was really fun, by the way. I got yeah. to be a part of that. And I do these pop-ups where I set up uh, a portrait studio in public places and strangers can come <laughs> and sit for a portrait. They can pay for a portrait and leave mm-hmm with a physical item. And so I got to uh, pop up there to help support and just celebrate Alex launching. And we had a lot of people come. There were a lot of people that like came in and had no idea what they were Uh coming to, uh, which is super cool. Uh Like I had people sit down at my little setup and be like, what is this? Like what's, Mm -hmm. what's going on? And I got to be like, Oh, my friend Alex is launching her business. That's her. Go talk with her. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I think I just, yeah, just want to share my little experience with that. And I mean, people don't just leave with an awesome picture that you took them from them. They live with a full heart because you're so fun to like get your picture (laughs) taken by. I have many times, so I really enjoy it. And I'm sure everyone else had a really good time too. (laughs) But, um, so I launched the business and it's just been like, you know, one person after the other. But um, since I'm also new to like how it works, oh, you asked about the client. yeah the specific yeah, projects yeah. So I'm noticing that my clients are going to be a little bit more like there. There's two types of clients. There are people that are going to be long term projects. So specifically, this clinic hmm. um, opportunity where it was actually my boss. I've been telling him what I've. Um, working on and he just like really believed that's so rad that's yeah. super cool and he's like well we just open all these locations all throughout orlando we need someone to come in and, and redesign them wow and that's such a, that's so rad yeah <laughs> and i'm like all right i'm in i feel like so often when people have jobs that have nothing to do with what they're passionate about it's just always like oh this is so-and-so and and they like they're a great employee and they also do this thing on the side that's Mm -hmm, cool mm -hmm. um and so you'll probably hear about that when we're working and yeah yeah, and that's (laughs) that's it so it's cool when like you get opportunities through through the job that that you're working at yeah to actually like show it off yeah like yeah i'm really good at what yeah at this um so then eventually they let you go just kidding. Yeah, no. He actually, <laughs> Not you, but I feel like... very much I've, like, <clears throat> like, please don't stop being yeah, our therapist. I, I feel like... <laughs> yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah. I, I just I feel to. like I've, like, had jobs in the past and, like, even had other friends that have started to do different creative mm-hmm. endeavors and their boss is, like... Not that this is your example at all, mm-hmm. but it eventually gets to a place where they're like, yeah. uh, you're not really here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what? You should probably yeah. go. <laughs> like, let's just like. Dude, I'm good with that if um, that happens. Yeah. Not that I want you that know? to happen yeah. to you. No, um, I've but... just seen it happen. Yeah. Fortunately and unfortunately. Right. Um, but finish telling me about. The y- clinician gig. Y- yeah. So yeah. That's, and then, so I have like a more long-term hint, uh, client, which is him for example it's a blessing yeah exactly for sure because they have so many offices and there's so much behind it and then i have this more short term um which are just people that are like hey my kitchen needs 
like I just moved like I had an awesome client like dream client really mm-hmm. like just really cool mom um who like ha- actually has a child with um some form of um spectrum um disorder and it, you know it was really cool because we were like organizing the kitchen and I can be like well for him it might be easier if we keep everything mm-hmm. in in here maybe or like create a system to yeah. where he all his knacks it's like easy for him to reach mm-hmm. so it's so I get I get those type of clients where I'm just like seeing them and then I'm done with that and she's like I need you again next month for like something else mm-hmm. in the house so it's I mean it's it's every every case is different and every person's yeah. need is different and then I had a consultation where someone is a, was literally like inquiring about having me do their branding mm-hmm. just because they were impressed of like my own branding mm-hmm. and um, how I did with that and um, just my ability to like see things um, in, a, in a, an aesthetic way, make it work mm. aesthetically, and then bringing that functionality part into it that comes with, with professional yeah. organizing that makes it beautiful mm. and functional, which is kind of like what the business mission is all about. Yeah. And um, I was going to say, it's cool when you see your past jobs overflow into what you're working on currently because right. I've seen that even for myself where like I worked in a lot of like service industry jobs and I was serving people all the time and it was it was food but you still had to like figure out how to make the people have the best experience possible and I'm able to use that in my business as a photographer mm-hmm. and there's a lot of overlap even though it's like a completely different product and I, I feel like so much of our lives, even when we're in places that like aren't always our, our favorite, like lead us to other things that are better and we can use those to further the projects mm-hmm. or the next seasons of of life. Like, I don't know, you getting into professional mm-hmm. organizing mm-hmm. and right. meeting a mom whose child is like on the spectrum mm-hmm. and you're able to like use your job as an occupational therapist to uh help not just like get the house organized but have it be functional for that child's child's needs right for sure um i also there's another part of professional organizing we would just dedicate to the psychology so a lot of hoarder cases or even disability so a lot of adhd and um just like autism or high level what we call high functioning um people you know i uh just got diagnosed with adhd did as you an really adult. i did oh yeah. my gosh i feel like um, i should get diagnosed <laughs> <laughs> um it's a it's kind of intense you mm-hmm. have to this is i'm just fuck Dude. it i guess i'm just yeah. just going for it um yeah i uh i got a mental health uh evaluation okay um so i've struggled with anxiety and uh just obsessive thoughts for years of my life and not being able to let things go and i think a lot of that was was caused by not really liking myself Mm -hmm. um and the reason i was like acting out in these ways was because i just hated my life and i wasn't happy with who i was and it's not even necessarily like that I had like a mental disorder mm-hmm. as much as there was just things internally that I wasn't 
dealing with and it was causing me to do strange and and not good things. And, um, so yeah, my, my therapist had encouraged me to, um, get a, a, an evaluation, um, just to make sure I was all good. Yeah. Right. Uh, one of the things that, that came out of that was, uh, getting diagnosed with ADHD, which as a kid, like when I was like three or when I was probably four or five, I got diagnosed with ADHD and I took medication. But I think that I've always been really weary of, um, people being labeled by certain things. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I feel like not that I want to discount like mental health or like professionals who help others, but I feel like you can often limit a person and what they're capable of. Completely. And I, I think that I was really weary as an adult of owning that. And part of me just didn't believe it was true. I thought this was just the way, maybe just the way I, I was. And, um, yeah. So like getting diagnosed with that is like, I'm, I'm almost, I mean, I'm 28 now. Like mm-hmm. It's kind of, kind of mm-hmm. strange. I feel like I should have gotten that figured out a little bit earlier in, in, in life. Um, maybe earlier you weren't, you weren't going to be as open yeah, to, to um, maybe like, and I, and I still don't know what that, that means. And there's a reason I brought that up. You were, mm-hmm. you were saying you were talking about something with ADHD. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't know what the correlation was that I was going to say right. other well. than I, I guess, and that's part of it. I realized, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. Like, I yeah. realized that I have that and I'm going to start taking medication for that, which, uh, will be interesting. I'm not taking a stimulant cause I was yeah. very against that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, so I think that's like, it's an interesting thing to be aware of and it's great to have people to work through, like to work through that with and have people like yourself who can help people, especially kids. Right work through those things early on but you mentioned some specific thing that i brought that up yeah yeah we were talking about hoarding and adhd yes yeah yeah. so there's Um, the psychology part of professional organizing that specifically works with that population so like i don't know what your organizing patterns are truly they're very random (laughs) Um, so we're sitting in the studio right now which is just filled with stuff there's uh cans of Lacroix on a shelf because i i was collecting them just say I was you collecting were collecting them um to maybe do a project one day and then I decided that that's probably not realistic so there's a trash bag there that I grabbed two days ago that I'm slowly filling it to have it make its way out of my studio um no, so yeah we talked about getting this like fixed up in April yeah so. um so uh, yeah, we'll, yeah we'll I got see. you so I don't think definitely you I would consider you a hoarder in any way I don't think I'm no, a hoarder by any means no, I think no, no. that I just get ideas and don't finish them. And then eventually, even if it's a year later, come to terms with the fact that I'm not going to do them and Uh I start to slowly clear Uh them out of my space. Uh Um. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I get that. That makes sense, though. So, yeah. so. But you were, I don't know, you were going somewhere with... Yeah, just so there's a a (laughs) clarity. There is a... What is the word I'm looking for? You just said that it, like... Having a mental disorder, maybe not necessarily. Is ADHD a mental disorder? Uh, it's in the uh, sensory. Um, uh, goodness, it's like a, it's a sensory disorder. Both okay, so it's I, not necessarily 
the psychology, ton of psychology behind it. It's more mm. of just how your body processes input, what we call sensory input. Okay. So, um, kind of, yeah, I don't want to say it's kind of like autism because it's not. Sure. But it's just the fact that um, the way that you, your body and your mind and all your sensory perceives the environment around you is mm. just different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, and this is all new for me as well, and I haven't uh, spent very much time Mm -hmm. researching it, but I know that I'm all over the place, not even necessarily like in a, in a bad way. It's just Mm -hmm. like, even with organizing my studio, like there was just stuff all, all over the place the other day. And I was like, I need to get this somewhat, Mm -hmm. like somewhat in order. But it again was like, I didn't plan it. It was Mm -hmm. just like, like I I woke up that day and was like, this is what's (laughs) happening. And I think that's a a lot of my life. And so it's, it's Mm -hmm. super, I feel like the world needs people like you to be like, Hey, like let's figure out some practical ways and not just figure out practical ways, but figure out, ways that are practical and specifically tailored towards a person's needs. And I think your experience can be super helpful for someone like myself, because I know that there are probably other creatives and maybe they're not creatives, like maybe they're doctors or or lawyers who have by some miracle got very far along in their career, but still are are very distracted right. and they they need systems and patterns because i realize that for myself if if i have something written down i can i can follow along sometimes it's taking me years to unfortunately compile a list or get in the pattern of like listing out the things that i need to do mm-hmm. but like once i have that list i can go they through can it really easily right. um and so i think what you do is incredibly important yeah well thank you um and so I'm just curious, like, what um, what do you have coming up that you're that you're working on that you'd like to share yeah. with others? Um, goodness, I have a nice list of this at home. I should have brought it with me. But I know that one thing that's in there is um, I'm very passionate. I'm very passionate about. <laughs> I feel like every other female on social media. But <laughs> about mental health specifically, because I um, that's something that is very engraved in my entire family and with myself. And then in sustainability, which is actually how um, that little bit I've I have I've had that like I started with minimalism in October two thousand. Did you watch the documentary? Dude, it's changed my life. <laughs> I haven't actually seen it, it but my I know, life. I know, so like, I know, like that people. Is, I hate I to think, say it, but uh, so we have a mutual friend named Rob. Shout out to Rob. Yeah, LOL, I think it was him. Um, uh-huh. And uh, of course, we're both seven, he, and we would have watched uh, the documentary be completely. Right yeah, there. I remember him like getting. <laughs> I think it was him. He like watched it and like just got rid of Everything. all this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, yeah. Uh, I feel like there were several other people as well that just got rid of all of their things. Yes. Um. After and. I probably avoided watching it because I didn't want to get rid of my things. <laughs> yeah, and that's... Uh, what is that documentary called? Minimalism. Okay, cool. Or um, is it minimalism? It's like minimalist. minimalist. Yeah. The minimalist. Um, so, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like that like was actually powerful for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, did not watch it, but I, I heard a lot of good things about it. And I think in a lot of ways it... it probably encouraged my wife and I to go through 
like and purge and, yeah and purge things yeah. and yeah I still have a lot of unnecessary things yeah. in my house and I'm not <laughs> uh the best at at that um but yeah so I started I I watched a documentary um got rid of everything and then this is when and then the zero literally like I had just a mattress <laughs> And the clothes in my closet. I don't yeah, Rob think. sleeps on the floor. Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> and that I, was like, and that it. is an intentional decision, and which I, I feel like is insane. Yeah, <laughs> I did that. I did that like very comfortably for two years, and then the zero waste movement came in, and that also wrecked me because I was like, "Wow, I have not, I have not been doing this thinking about the environment per se. I was just thinking about myself and my own relationships with items." And then zero waste, it's like, oh, now I can find a way, like, in, in my own patterns with consumerism, because I have had issues with that in the past. And then um, zero waste movement came in. I was in Washington at the time, when, or even prior to that. I started doing and talking about Were it. Were you living in Washington? A little bit. Um, I was... I did that for a year, okay. but a little bit after. Washington prior State. To that. Yes. Okay. Cool. Honestly. Where in where there did you live? It's a tiny little town in the middle of nowhere. Everyone, pull out your cell phone so you can look it up. <laughs> it's called Yakima. Okay. Cool. One yeah. of my friends is from there. My, oh, really? My mom grew up in Spokane, and then oh, yeah. I used to live in Seattle uh, oh, for like three years. Oh my God, and I love Seattle. One of my roommates is from y- Yakima. Yeah, that's funny. How did you uh, end up out there? uh, Traveling therapy. I was going through a career crisis and was like, I'm either going to quit my job and like be a hobo somewhere (laughs) or I... Glad you didn't choose that path. (laughs) Traveling therapy and give my job another opportunity for me to try to fall in love with it and travel instead. So I ended up actually staying Yakima way too long. (laughs) Longer than what I... Fair. That happens sometimes. uh That I expected. But um, yeah, so... Sorry, I'm trying to answer your question, but I'm going like a really long round. Yeah, we were just talking about like, well, I asked you what you were going to... What like, was next? Yeah, what so, you're focusing on next. There we go, yes. So what I'm focusing on, on next or focusing on... <laughs> focusing. <laughs> focusing more, on next more. is uh, collaborating with other people. Uh, when the, I mean, as soon as I need to wait, I told everyone, I'm like, I can't have any of these conversations till June because I'm like settling on my on like the systems that I'm like, you know, juggling a part-time job as a clinician and at this other creative business slash outlet. Um, and I, I need like time to like settle. Um, but collaborations with sustainable companies that uh, sell products that are most likely, or at least more less waste or low waste is what I like to identify it as. And then, um, collaborating with people who are speakers that would like to host events that's another thing i really love to do and i and i hope to bring in part of the professional organizing is organizing Mm -hmm. events um to where they're beautiful and they're functional and they're sustainable and um to bring awareness about sustainability to the communities Mm -hmm. either it is through fun workshops or so that type of collaboration with people who want to speak and then they need someone to organize it and set Mm -hmm. it up or um I have a really cool, actually, I've, I've had two awesome women reach out to me. One of them is in California who started her, um, her she started uh, selling products online for low waste. And I would like, just love 
to call up to where I can refer my clients to her mm. when they're considering transitioning into a low waste living. So what does that mean exactly? So it is to uh, it's very a uh, consumerism mentality based. So there's a little it kind of works hand in hand with minimalism. Okay, but it's mostly. It's not much about what you take in, but what you put out. So what your waste looks like, what your um, the your habits are affecting the environment um, directly, like our every day to day. So for example, and I'm very much guilty of this still, like eating out <laughs> and all yeah. the trash that comes in with mm. eating out, yeah. or all the resources that are spent in eating meat which yeah. I, I mean i i still eat meat but i choose out of it quite often for that very reason yeah so it's more targeting um how your life how your actions affect the environment that makes sense and that's yeah. been something i've been super well i kind of had a realization last year about how much waste i was creating because i for a while when so my studio is about 10 minutes from my house and uh, there's a coffee shop along the way, and most mornings I was stopping by getting an iced Americano to go, and it was in a plastic cup. And then about a week and a half into this, I looked under my desk at my trash can, and it was just like literally overflowing with oh, all these plastic cups. Wow. Uh-huh. And I was just like, this is all for me. Like literally <laughs> just like one person a week and a half, uh-huh. like one time a day, like – this is insane. Wow. And I felt like really convicted about that. And so I actually uh, started using, I got two different things. One is Corksicle. And then there's another one that my wife got by this uh, guy named Jedediah Jenkins, who's like super popular on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He's an author. He started his own company um, making reusable cups. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been using, I've been trying to use both of those as much as I can. And just keep them in my car, keep them around my house, around my studio. And it's been immensely helpful. I don't like not, not use plastic all the time, but I've cut it down a lot. Yeah. Same. It's like, I, um, actually left my water bottle at home. Just realized that, right? Uh (laughs) (laughs) As he picks up his Corsicle and takes a Shout out to Corsicle. Whatever. I have one. Um, and, so, you know, it's like when things like that happen, and I mean, it doesn't mean that I'm going to like, <laughs> it's funny because I actually left my water bottle a few days ago and, or not, it's been a while now and I was at Deeply Coffee and they have tiny little glass cups. And then I look at the counter and I'm like, Ryan, can I get a big <laughs> glass of water? I need to stop getting up and down because I don't want to like keep, <laughs> first of all, getting up and down or of my chair to get some water, but also like. They're just these tiny little cups. I know exactly what you're yeah, talking exactly. about. And a lot of coffee shops, I have the same problem because, like, <laughs> some days, like, I'll spend, like, half of a day or even yeah, a whole day that, at a right. coffee shop uh-huh. and I drink a ton of water mm-hmm. and I'll have to get up, like, 50 times and right. I'm like, can I please just get a larger cup? But, yeah. So another um, reason why I hate leaving my course school. That was my Yeah. No. So I started bringing, like, a large water bottle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. So... You you mentioned like wanting to focus on minimalism and helping to like create organization in companies who are focused 
or individuals who are who have businesses that are focused on mm-hmm. things that are furthering minimalism. Are there any other specific things that you're focusing on the next like few months or the year that you'd like to share with people? Yeah. Um, good question. Yeah. Other than collaborating with, this is actually kind of important. And this is like more of the behind the scenes of linen and clay, which is the name of the company. Oh yeah. We didn't tell people yeah, the name of clay, your business. Professional home organizing interior styling services. A L. <laughs> um, so I, um, uh, <clears throat> Goodness gracious. Oh, I really want to highlight um, and, and collaborate specifically with people of color um, and women. Not me. Yeah, well, you're half. You're half. Aren't you like a quarter of Puerto Rican? Yeah, I'm like oh, you half Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm a passing white person and I definitely mean, do not identify as female. Yeah, exactly. um, so, <laughs> no, David. Thanks for doing this podcast with me. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, um. not, not limited to. Not limited to. But with that being said, it's just like a population that I really want to focus and highlight and champion. So that's why even for my um, for my lunch party, Ariel was there, who is the owner of Ollie and Co. Um, Which is amazing. Oh, beautiful If I had earrings, rings. I would wear them. <laughs> yeah, so I like li- I'm actually... She designed the pairings that I'm wearing right now. Oh, nice. And sold them at the event. I should interview her. Interview her. Yeah, you really should. She's wonderful. And then my friend Bree, who is a, um, a wellness uh, nutritional co- coach, uh, mostly targeting vegans or vegetarians. And, yeah, those are, like, the people that I want to work I mean, yeah, of course you too, David. <laughs> but the people that I really want to work with are are just, like, are people that I uh, want to be able also to really relate in, in certain other areas. And I made an awesome, awesome connection with a woman called Abigail or Abby. Um, she's a New York interior designer. She's part of this firm and she does beautiful work. And actually she quit her New York hmm. um, position so that she can um, start her family and live in Connecticut. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Um, her company is called Casa Marcelo, and her targeted people are brown people, specifically people mm. of color, and not the 1%, which is what she was working with mm. prior to. So um, it's important for us in Linden and Clay to keep our services um, reasonable mm. and accessible to not just a luxury service, yeah. um, but a service that mm. um, everyone should be able to have yeah so no, that's like important like the behind the scenes like yeah. i don't like advertise that or like it's not like yeah cheap free consultation cheap <clears throat> services but yeah that's <clears throat> that's that's definitely a difficult thing to navigate because mm-hmm. i've tried to be mindful of like that with my business um and it yeah it's it's difficult because you you want to do something that is for everybody and i feel like I've been able to do that a bit more with my pop-ups as opposed to people booking an actual session at my studio where they'd come and do it privately. But I, yeah, I wrestle with that a lot and I don't quite know mm-hmm. uh, how, yeah, how to bridge that gap of like wanting like people to be able to, like anyone, especially like people uh, that don't have lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. 
yeah, I, I don't know how that, how that works exactly. And so it's awesome that like you have a heart for that and, and want to see, want to figure out a way to have your business be not just for people with, with tons of money. Right. Um, so where I, where can people find out more about your business and and get in touch with you? Yeah, they, um, I'm always on Instagram. (laughs) Um, so by all means go ahead and give me a nice little old follow at linen and clay dot space. And then, um, you can totally DM me. And then um, my website, which I work really hard on. So just go, even if you just go and look at it. <laughs> <laughs> just admire it. Yeah, just admire it. Send Alex it. an email and tell her how great it is. Really wonderful <laughs> and beautiful. And that is <laughs> space. Okay. <laughs> and cool. um, yeah, those are the best ways to get a hold of me. I try to keep it uh, via email and via DMs for the most part. Sweet. I'm a very busy girl. But um, yeah, those are... Those are the best Cool. Ways. And yeah, when I post the blog post with all your photos, that's going to be on, on my website. It's just imdavidlawrence.com backslash blog. And I'll have a, a link to um, Alex's work and then a link to uh, this recording, um, which of course you only know about if you're listening. Um, but yeah, so... Um, <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, yeah, thank you so much, of Alex, course. for this sitting down so for fun. an interview. Um, we did it. And for those who listen, I'm imagining there's not going to be a ton of people listening at first because it's something new. But um, for those who are listening, thank you. This is our second episode. And next week, I will be having photographer Norel Blair on the podcast to talk about his story and some of the projects that he's working on currently. It's it's going to be a fun one. Um, so definitely be sure to tune in. And uh, just again, a reminder, next week on the 26th and the 27th, I'm still going to be having my headshot day, uh, Lord, Lord willing. Um, but yeah, stay safe, wash your hands, be kind to one another, and I will talk with you soon.